<laughs> SMS SAFM now on 41391. Nothing conventional on the viewpoint. Songezo Mapete on SAFM. In my language, they say, Induku ente yakiwa emazwen. In other words, you'll have to go a long way to find something worthy and good and all things great. Tamsanga, before we engage, where is your wife from? <laughs> good evening, Songezo and listeners. My wife is from a, a village called Emapeleni. Mm. which is also in the Ewu district mm. um, and uh, Evetlisi. Mm. I mean, when, when I see your profile, it says you come from Esada. Listen to that. Um, her father also owned a house in Esada, you know, and, and uh, a business in, in, in the Whittlesea, the small town of Whittlesea. Um, she she went to a New Hope High School, and, and I think she uh, matriculated in... Um, I don't know whether it's Ewu, uh, but it's it, it's in the um, what what you call the township, not the other one, the other Edong. one, Etongwe, yeah, Funda she, High School, yeah, Funda, yeah, Funda High School, mm. that's where mm. she matriculated. Indeed, and you've been the polished diamond ever since you laid eyes on her. We appreciate him, Kayawam, for the good work you have done on Mr. Tamsang Malinga. The author now, blame me on apartheid. I ask that question deliberately because I can only use this as a reference point. This might yeah. upset people, but it's my reality, and they can engage me on it, damn and praise me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Very much What so. I expected post-94 to what I am getting in the relevant and intervening period is remarkably different to what I expected pre-94 and what I got. And I'm not speaking to progress. I'm talking about my experience as a village boy from AU. That, before we get into the topic, blame me on apartheid, is an indictment on institutional failure after the other and counting six administrations on. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you raised that because it's also a part that I slightly touch on on the book to say... um, the current government did not dismantle apartheid. They actually inherited apartheid and thus continued the system of apartheid. I mean, I, I make references to to laws, to, to acts that are still relevant to these days, um, which are apartheid acts, you know. And, and, and I also make um, reference to the current one that's been passed lately of the current minimum wage being 3,500. What's the difference between that act and and the the, the, the apartheid you know wages act? Mm. You know, so what you're saying is basically true. Um, to say what we expected and what we are getting is totally different. Um, uh, I was talking earlier on to someone and I said it's like getting a shop um, that's being repainted and then someone comes in and then they put a new sign outside and say under new management if you remember very well um pre-94 there was this huge narrative about new south africa new south africa mm. so for me that was the that was the sign that was outside the the, 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 the shop that says under new management because we're getting new south africa but um everything was not new you know the laws are continuing. The 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 the, the, the suffering. You know people is 
still um, continuing unabated. And, and, you know, uh, for me, nothing has changed as well. Blame on Apartheid is an exploration of the origins of townships in South Africa and the legacy of apartheid that is still a reality for some. Now, we are talking about how space, for instance, and geography was used to continue apartheid in the absence of physical beings of the apartheid instruments being there. We are also talking about, as a result thereof, the following those patterns, if you like, economic fortunes, land that could be rich agriculturally being reserved exclusively or for the majority of the time in part for the minority and land which could be for the most part follow for the majority of the people where tourism and related income could be increased over time. There was a minority benefiting from that and as a result, if needed be, force removals took place. Cape Town District 6, yeah, Sophia Town and many stories that remain unaccounted for but you can trace, which is why we have a land claim court for instance so the origins of township are not just an accident of people settling because they might have preferred to settle that way it is a construct that now is giving us some of the socio-economic ills still yes yes if 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 you look um i talk about how the first native reserves uh, started you know native reserves started with land dispossession you know the first native reserve was annexed in 1846 where now people land was taken and then they were just given a small portion where it's a reserve that's where you guys have got to be that's when now i start talking about them as peri- those reserves as peripheral spaces so now people were kept in those reserves to come and work for the colonial uh, for the colonialist progress at the time who have now taken over uh, huge parts of the land who have taken over fields you know now from reserves then started the issue of uh, mining towns you know as, as as industrialization began now with mining towns they they still was mining compounds people the men that had to move from those reserves were then kept in mining compounds i make a a, a painted picture of how growing up my father was a a a driver for a soft drinks company i make a reference to say i used to drive with him when he used to go to these mines to deliver soft drinks and the mines were just the compounds were just outside of you know the 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 actual mine um, um area so these men were kept in there they had nothing there was only one shop the shop was owned by a white trader. The shop would double up as a restaurant, as a bar, you know. And and you look at that as well with the the, the native reserves that were created. When when people were dispossessed of their land, they created native reserves. Then there was going to be the one that one trader. People had to trade their livestock to this one trader. Uh, the, the, the the little of livestock they had left, by the way. They had to trade it to this um, one, this white trader who has now uh, given the, the, the right to trade there. They had to get the money to send their children to now go and work in, 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 in the mine. Now, townships then came out of the, 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 the blueprint of the mining compound. You know, it's just a space that is created outside of the main economy outside of you know the business activity where it's a place for 
labor reserve. That is what it was. Uh, that is what it dates back to the native reserves in the colonial era, the mining compounds of the apartheid era, and early townships, and even modern day townships as well, because they are still created very much outside of the main economic um, uh, uh, areas. You know, that's why we even now talk of township economy as if the township it's supposed it, it, it's a peripheral space like mm, I say mm. you know that's not even supposed to be part of the South African larger economy you know let so me ask it, this question sorry but I'm going to interrupt you I'm sitting on 2058 and I've asked Mr. Grechos for indulgence please of all of a minute so our listeners please just be aware we will take news literally one minute later I have to ask this question because you make reference to the mining towns a couple of weeks ago, we had the head of the organization that is ordinarily known as Orania. Orania is actually uh, an organization that buys mm-hmm. land in what was an old mining town, so to speak. And yeah. they have made of it a settlement that for good, for bad, is attractive to a particular segment of the South African community and communi- population. And it is functional. Bad, good, mm-hmm. it is functional for them and their needs. Many South African townships are not to that extent functional, and yet there is the presence of the state and there is, open, close quote, the free flow of capital. To what extent? It doesn't really matter. What I'm trying to engage, why have traditionally spaces that have been townships not improved or the communities not taken the kind of ownership that where the government fails because this is where the people come from and they live and this is where their history is and identity. How could they not have and why have they not owned their space as much as we have seen other races capable of doing without government intervention? The, 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 the two are, 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 are just miles apart for me. Okay, quickly. this is what I propose, Butam Sangla, because this is a heavy question and my producer is whipping the lash. Let's take this response after the news. Thank you so okay. much. It is 21, so, okay, normal scheduling resumes. Tamsanga returns after the news. On the viewpoint. The legacy of apartheid still alive and well in township lives today. The author of Blame Me on Apartheid, a book by Mr. Tamsanga Malinga, is available, and we are touching on some of the issues that that book goes to town with. Specifically, it was the question before the news for which we did not have time for his response. How has it been that the development of townships, generally speaking, has not been of the kind that we have seen, even with limited public intervention of spaces like Oranya. They are, of course, very limited parallels, but nonetheless, it is a question that can better help us understand South Africa and her past. He was about to reply when I cut him short for want of the news break at 21 hours. Mr. Malinga, it's your time to respond. Yes, I was about to say that if if you look at Oranya, for example, the construct of Oranya, Oranya was set up to advance Afrikaner nationalism. You know, it, it, it's different from a township that was set up um, as, a, as, as, as a barrack, mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. labor reserve for what I term non-beings. You know, what Enrique Dassel says, people who are forgotten to die a social death. Mm-hmm. Um, then 
let's take let's go back to for example the the I, I make reference in the book to the town of newcastle how the town of newcastle was was set up you know um at the time of 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 um apartheid you know there was an opportunity to 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 build industries and the the the, the government at the time saw it fit to combine poor whiteism i'm going to say that mm. it, it, it is studies there's a paper that i'm quoting in the book that says newcastle was set up as a town to combat poor whiteism mm. hence they set up what was then isco there to provide white people with jobs you know so ha- that's how the town was set up now a township is not set up in in that way to say there's going to be industries that's going to be providing jobs it's it's just a labor reserve that people have got to from in the morning migrate and go work. Hence, when I start with the book, I analyze the township and I said, it's like a mining compound where people have got to wake up from their dormitories and then go into in, 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 into the mining shafts to work. You look at the, what happened in Maragana, for example, you know, you had a, a company that's mining, but the employees are living outside in a squatter camp, you know. So that company was, is not there to say let's basically set up a town and 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 develop it you know um it's just we are here we need labor these guys are just going to provide labor and nothing more so that's the difference between the the, the advancement of orania the the the, the 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 purpose behind it was still the maintenance and 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 advancement of african nationalism instead of what we see in the townships. Of, Final question on that. You know, people being forgotten. What friends Fanon says, they are just people who are just forgotten to mm. be in a town. That no, Mr. Malinga, I make I, I make allowance. Coal and, and whatnot. I make allowance for all of that, but surely this has to be an indictment on the combination of the party in government, government and the citizens who are affected by this milieu that is this way in being unable to coordinate to the extent that we see progress and development. I've got two minutes left. I just want to ask this question in the next 20 seconds. Has it been impossible for the village of Ewu-Whittlesea, which is a microcosmic representation of all other villages around the country, for the people among themselves to decide, irrespective of what endowments we get from who, this is what our fortunes are going to be, and this is something from which no one will derogate. We've got community leadership, we have schools, we have police stations, we have public clinics. These are a base from which we can work, that we can change the narrative for the next child who is born, who then will inherit this sort of thinking and so do whatever is necessary so that the generation after him or her can find a better community. How is it that there isn't this general response to the quagmires of townships? Um, There are two questions. There are two answers I'll give to that one. It's what uh, one of your previous um, guests said um, when you guys were talking about social grants. We have the problem of the dangling of the social grants. Have you seen how every five years the social grant is dangled um, to our people? I'm not talking about the, 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 the COVID grant now, which we, 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 I mm, believe mm. is a necessity. But every five years, the issue of social grants is dangled on our people. The issues of jobs, jobs, jobs is dangled, you know. So, 
and 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 especially um, they, 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 there's also that narrative that also gets uh, perpetrated around that time to say if you vote the ANC out, you're gonna lose your crown. You know, so you get that. That is why the people will then maintain a system that is, for me, still maintaining apartheid. And the second one, and the second answer to that is what people have asked me to say, yes, you are raising all these issues. You've got 15 seconds. Yes, you are raising all these issues, but what is the answer? And I said, wait for my next book. And the title, by the way, the working title, by the way, is We Need a Revolution. <laughs> and we're not going to take up arms. What a throw say. forward. What a throw forward We indeed. need a revolution. Yeah, we certainly that is, do. We'll Thank follow you. up to that. Excellent. Mr. Tamsang Malinga. well, if it's not Blame Me on a Party that you should be reading, it's We Need a Revolution. Both books, one out, one soon to be out, under his name.